Like, here's the thing. So many mediocre people succeed all the time. <laughs> and we're, we have to bear witness to people for whatever reason, you know, maybe, you know, good for them. Maybe they, they got lucky or, you know, they had the right connections or, you know, the algorithm, you know, ruled in their favor that day or something. Who knows? But like, why not? You, like, wh like, who's to say you're not allowed to put whatever you want out there? Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Kate Siegel. I'm Nikki Urban. Our guest today is Chelsea Pope. But before we get into that conversation, Nikki, how are you? Oh, I went, I jumped the gun. Hey, uh, I am, you know, I'm, I'm really good. So we've already recorded our episode. So like, that was very like, ah, uplifting. It was very good talking to Chelsea. I feel like, okay, cool. I got that fire. Uh, earlier today, I was I was like not doing so well. I was like really struggling with a little anxiety, and I think part of it was that I had like you know two exciting things during the week. I had my show, you know, pop cultured at Flappers, and then I also shot a commercial on Friday. And then I think the come down from it, on top of getting some, um, you know, just like having like some sad sad news, was just like. Oh, this morning I was struggling, so I was really glad that you were like, yeah, come into the studio. You, you said I could come into the studio and record because I needed to be out of that space, out of my house. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that you wanted to. I have trouble acknowledging for myself when I'm in a bad mental space. It yeah. takes me a little bit to like see it. I have I go through these periods where I get really depressed if I'm not being creative yes. or changing my environment. Ah. Um, the environmental change will like it's probably like a, a mask for my feelings, but like if traveling is like a pretty good like way to mask feelings yeah. of depression or anxiety for me. That makes so much sense. And it's interesting because you have a really like, I think your home is very beautiful and uh, you know, you, you've got space, you've got, you know, you can go outside, but like, I think it is really important to get outside of your space, even if it's really nice, <laughs> like even yeah. if you like it being home, like getting out of that space. Yeah, it's yeah. super important. And we're in our spaces a lot. So, yeah. And Lauren and I, like, we're here all the time just because we do like it here. We yeah. really love being home. Um, but then yesterday I was like, we have to go for a walk. I got to get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm I'm so I'm glad. I'm really glad that you wanted to come over to the studio. It's 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 always better in person anyway. Yes, and it's it like always nice to see you. It's so nice to see it's you. Really good to see it's you. <laughs> and I got to see you on Wednesday. You crushed it. Pop culture. <laughs> I uh, I know it's like not for certain if you guys are doing fla uh, flappers regularly, but I hope that you do because that's a great venue for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I hope that we get to stick there. I liked it a lot. But in reality, I really just hope that we can like make this a TV show and have this on TV. Yeah, like yeah. that's sort of where my brain is at, where I'm like, OK, we've been doing this for a couple years now of like figuring out, trying out different things. And we've got to like. We've got to like really um, 
like a, not rigid system, but we've got a consistent system with our writing and what we're doing with it and like and the seriousness that we that we have for it um you know like after the show instead of just being like good job walks away we like sit and we talk to like jimmy and we talk to um it was really cool this month we uh we had uh, uh danielle uh, koenig who is uh, jimmy pardo's wife and she's this great you know she's an amazing writer too and she was on the writing staff so mm. it was it was very cool um the whole experience was lovely. Like, just like seeing, uh, I hadn't met Jimmy yet in person. That's right. He mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. So it was our first time and it was really like, oh, he just like went right in for the hug. And I was like, oh, yay. Like, you're a hugger. <laughs> like, um, huzzah. So, He's very, I love, I love me a woke white male comedian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's He's just, I am such a fan of him in general. I just adore him so much. Yeah. Like, and I know, like, so does, like, anybody who works with him is, like, there's a reason why Never Not Funny is has been going on for as long as it has, why it's so popular, is because he's just, like, like, even when he's, even when he's razzing, even when he's, like, you know, throwing shade, like, he's always seems to be, like, on the right side. Like, he's always very... He's very kind who he is in his yeah. heart. So, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful to get to work with him. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys have a really fun dynamic. It, it surprised me watching it that you guys hadn't met because you seem like you have a good rapport already. And I know you've been doing it over Zoom yeah. or Twitch. So I'm sure that like helped contribute to that a lot. Um, but yeah, it, yeah it, there was a very natural, uh, naturalness to your, the way you guys interacted together. It was yeah. great to watch. It's funny, like beforehand, you know, I'm like, oh man, like, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I'm nobody. But like, you know, you, like I turned it, I, I turned it on before the show where it was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm here and I'm part of this and like, I'm part of the show and I'm the host of this and I belong here and even though I was like extremely nervous the day of, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, pull it, pull, pull yourself together and just prepare. Like once it was like going into it, I'm like, right, I'm an actor. At the end of the day, what I am is an actor and um, I'm going to act like I belong here. So hell was, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's like, that's my advice from the week is like, act like you like that thing, like, you know, like Madison Shepard said, it's like, you belong, you were hired for a reason. So that's sort of my thing going into any performance or yeah. env environment where like, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm anxious about it. I just like, I find that time to switch it on where I'm like, act like you belong here, you know, pull it out. Like, yeah, yeah, you because you do you do belong here. You you do. Like, the thing is, you absolutely do. Like, you're Nikki fucking Urban. <laughs> <laughs> you do some really badass shit. And like, you are a, a comedy badass. Damn. That's what's up. That is right. what's up. Yeah, it's thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's like good to get to remember that. And honestly, I feel the same about you. Like, I think you're amazing. Like, you know, your writing, your like everything that I've seen you do live and your personality, everything you bring to this sh 
bring to this show oh, is so like, impressive um how how are you doing what's um, what's going on with you uh you know pretty good um i was in a bummer mood earlier today and so i'm really glad you came over and things are pretty good i think i'm having like a little bit of like a i'm, I'm probably pmsing yeah right so i'm just yeah. kind of coasting right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny though like you like literally we're like slaves to our hormones and like trying to like harness harness this is like really really difficult does not matter how smart you are or like how many tools you know you have like sometimes it just doesn't work yo yeah it's so interesting there was like this i saw this tiktok the other day that was like basically what she was saying was society was built around men's hormone levels which is why we have these like 24 hour you know like 24 hour cycles men like uh, their hormones are better in the morning so that's why we work in the morning and like like if the world were built for women's cycles it would just look a lot different oh my goodness like the work schedule would like theoretically look a lot different oh my god like earlier in the month we'd have like you know maybe longer work days and it would peter out over the course of 28 days and then start up again the next month which to me sounds great yeah (laughs) right like oh my gosh like going by our our cycles really like oh we worked for two weeks but we work really fucking hard yeah and then two weeks we get off but like there's somebody else who's on a different cycle so like they're picking up up on those two weeks yeah yeah oh that's the dream yeah let's let's make it happen let's let's kill all the men I'm not joking. Uh, no, I am. I am. I'm joking. Oh, oh we would never. We would never. Uh. <laughs> hey, let's get into our interview. Yeah, let's do uh, it. On that happy note. <laughs> Chelsea Pope, you know her from uh, Groundling Sunday Company uh, and from her... <laughs> Her amazing uh, character work that she does on Twitter and Instagram under the handle Chelsea the Pope. Also on TikTok as uh, Chelsea underscore Pope. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wish they were all the same. <laughs> it's all good. I have completely different ones. And then you also have a, a podcast uh, called A Breath of Fresh Movie, which is available on Spotify, iTunes, pretty much everywhere where uh, podcasts are. Anyways, thank you, Chelsea, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you, thank you for all the shout outs and uh, what a treat. What a treat to be here, ladies. <laughs> uh, like it's so good to see you and to have you on. I haven't actually seen you like in person in like two years. It's so weird, right? I can't believe how much time has passed. I keep thinking it was just like 2019, like six months ago or something like right. that. Like. It's just, what a fugue this, oh, this yes. last year and a half. Oh, my God, almost two years. Almost two crazy. years. Oh. Yeah. The Dope. kind of co- comforting to know that we're all experiencing the same thing, that we're all That's in this true. mutual fugue state of, like, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a collective trauma, and that yes. makes it a little bit, you know, so a little bit comforting that we're all going through this awful thing together. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, but also that it's a little like, oh, no, we're all going through this together. There's nobody yeah. to help us. <laughs> There There's is no very much that feeling, this. too. <laughs> where yeah. are the grown-ups? Where are the grown-ups? <laughs> uh, yeah, where are the grown-ups? Oh, you guys, 
we're the grown-ups. No. <laughs> but I will say this, uh, Chelsea, uh, I think what's really amazing is that I, you know, something I really admire is that you've taken this, you know, sort of opportunity, you know, now that you're, there's no, there was no live performance, it seems like you've taken this opportunity to really, like, make your mark um, online, and you've had, you know, quite a few, like, viral videos of, like, you doing character work, and um, I'm really curious about that. Was that a, was that a conscious thing? Were you doing these videos before the pandemic, or was this like, ooh, this is my chance? Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely the pandemic was a was a big motivator. I think, um, you know, initially at the start of the pandemic, I was like uh, hella depressed. You know, I, I, mm. I don't know about you guys, but oh, the yeah. state of the world certainly uh, didn't feel so great. And then and then also with the comedy community, I feel like, uh, you know, going back to 2020, like spring into summer, you know, early pandemic, not only could there not be any live performance, but then there was also, um, you know, quite a quite a bit of upheaval, a lot of questioning of how institutions have been run up to this point because of, you know, conversations that needed to happen because of Black Lives Matter. And um, I think in general, I myself personally was left with the feeling of what do I have to show for how much time I have given at these various, you know, at Groundlings, UCB, the Pack Theater, you know, I've spent a lot of time as a student learning, taking things in, you know, following certain rules. And I think I certainly was looking around at other folks who had been a bit more entrepreneurial with their com with their comedy skills, had, yeah. been, had been making a lot of online content over the past, you know, couple years before the pandemic. And I was like, what do I have to show for myself? And then at the same time, uh, initially, there was a lot of inertia. There was a lot of self-doubt about like, um, well, isn't, hasn't everything already been done? I'm not even good at editing. I don't even know what I would make. Um, and so after sort of that initial, I want to say it took me a couple months into the pandemic to resolve and say, I'm going to try to make two videos a week for a year and just see what happens. I don't have a following. I'm still not very good at networking. You know, I just, all of these things that, that I didn't know how to do that were holding me back. I just thought, well, you know what, I'll just let myself make whatever I can, you know, twice a week, whether it's just like a POV video or it's like a, a character that I've written done live and then I'll try and change it to this monologue style, you know, and and just see what happens, see what hits, see what flops, see what works, you know. And yeah, and I found some good stuff and and it's it's overall been a really beneficial experience and I've slowly built up uh, a following from that. Again, I'm not a good networker like I'm not good with um, you know there's folks that are very good about like following other accounts and like you know really engaging with other other people's content I, I I'm still not great at that but yeah. yeah I think the you know the one takeaway that that I've gotten is just no matter what always showing up and being consistent like and letting yourself publicly fail too like I've made a lot of bad videos and posted them anyway just because it's like <laughs> The consistency means more to me than people only seeing me succeed, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, so. that's really, like, that's 
super powerful. <laughs> yeah. I think, cool. yeah. yeah. I think the thing that like holds so many people back is like, is the like idea of like, Oh, I don't want to like, like, I, I'll say so many people, but really like I'll speak for myself of like, Oh, I can't give like 110%. Like I can't like win at this all the time. And so right. I like, will be like, it's fine I'll just wait until I have something really brilliant and it's like oh that's fucking stupid <laughs> like no but like yeah. I I thought the same way for the I still will feel that way where I'm like should I make a should I like should I even bother putting something out right now or should I am I gonna just be diluting the well like am I you know should yeah. I just oh I you know I could try and do some impressions but I'll never be as good as Melissa Villasenor. She just posted a bunch of voice impressions. I'll never be as 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 good at editing as this person. Or, you know, yeah. what's the you know why why should I why should I even put my put myself out there if it's not even fully formed and perfect? But um, I remember yeah. not that long ago. Well, actually, it was probably a while ago now, you guys. My brain is fried. But That's okay. you did. Um, <laughs> I remember you put out a video when you were just starting to practice voice impressions. Or I think it was you were just starting to practice voice impressions. And you had like Lois Griffin, who oh, was yeah, the yeah. one that really stood out to me. But you had a few others. And I remember you saying like, hey, guys, I'm just trying out to figure out like who I can do impressions of. But that yeah. was just like, a, I'm just trying it out video. And you published it. And it was great. But I think that's a really good example of what you're talking talking about of just like you know putting it out there even if you don't know if it's any good um, yeah I mean well why not you know like he, like here's the thing so many mediocre people succeed all the time <laughs> and we're we have to bear witness to people for whatever reason you know maybe you know good for them maybe they, they got lucky or you know they had the right connections or you know the algorithm you know ruled in their favor that day or something who knows but like, why not you? Like, like, who's to say you're not allowed to put whatever you want out there? I mean, I see all kinds of content on TikTok. You know, I see brilliant content on TikTok. And then I see things that, you know, for whatever reason, the algorithm just uh, was doing a favor that day. They've got a million, <laughs> they've got a million views. They've got fa like tens of thousands of likes. And it's just, you know, it's Meh. yeah. It's just whatever. But that, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, then why not me? Why don't I just try? You know, not not just just. You know, I, I I try to put some care into the videos I make. I try to do whatever the idea is to, you know, the top of my intelligence or whatever, um, however low that is. But I'm, <laughs> you know, it's it's still it's still worth. Like you're you're not any less worthy to put yourself out there than any other and think of any viral comedian any famous person any person that's just putting out content you know i mean i'm i'm certainly not in a position to gatekeep i don't think any of those folks are either and that's that's the internet for you like we're we're, we're all entitled to this space whether whether we like it or not everyone is entitled to the space so yeah. yeah 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 when you see what somebody created 
in these circumstances, you can sort of see what they're going through. And so, yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And your ghost, yes, you're like, that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. I love your ghost character. <laughs> and it's like, it's I'm so really relatable. Glad. It's like very funny, but it's also like super relatable yes. because it is very much about what's happening right now, but like told through this like awesome awesomely hilarious vehicle that you've chosen of this like go like millennial she's not a millennial but she's she she she, she kind of i would i guess she is because i i don't have a lot of lore developed for this because <laughs> i was i wasn't sure how many videos i was gonna make you know this was like definitely something i was like oh if it's good i could probably like i could probably milk this make a few different things blow it out but um you know i think i i think i said I think I had her, her backstory is that she died in a Zumba class in 2008. She got trampled. <laughs> uh, and so I, so, so I, to answer your question, I'm pretty sure she is a millennial yeah. actually. Um, but she's stuck forever in like the tens, like that, that, uh, that specific era of, of Chevron and Deschanel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Not that it really reflects that much in her character, but, uh, uh, yeah, that yeah. Sounds, that sounds like you've got just enough lore. <laughs> yeah. Just enough. I don't want to get bogged down too much with the party. I've had people comment and be like, so what is the currency then? Is it like Monsters, Inc. Repeat, where the, the currency is, is scares, is screams, and <laughs> how does that... Oh, it's so like, okay, so there, are there other jobs in the app? I'm like, I do not even know yet. I'm literally <laughs> like laying one brick in front of me every time I make a video, like... We did just get the boss, her boss, though, which was, like, really fun. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was a really was, fun idea. I was so glad Scully was down. I, I And he did, he was so good, too. Like, I I feel bad, but we did, like, we goofed around for, like, 10 minutes, and he was in my closet, and then I realized, I was like, oh, my God, the fridge has been humming the whole time. Can we do it all over again? <laughs> I had to turn off the, because he's, like, right, we're, like, right next to the kitchen there, and so we turned that off. He was, like, such a good sport, and... um I will say I've I have to give a lot of credit in general over this past like now oh my god almost two years of pandemic life um, to Scully just because you know he's been very supportive and um, you know he's also been very very gung ho and very supportive as far as me making videos helping me edit teaching me things doing things for me doing, you know doing a lot like like all those the my pal of it anything with a green screen um that's him like that that was he he helped me with 90 percent of that you know and uh so i have to you know it's it's not all enough I, I i can't act like a hero and i'm doing everything like on my own although i am trying to do more on my own just because he's got it he's got his own obligations and his own life too and and at some point i have to teach myself how to do basic editing so <laughs> so there's that <laughs> there's definitely something to be said for like like asking for help and mm -hmm. taking that help and like not not being afraid to like utilize the resources around you like even yeah. if it's your own boyfriend it's like clearly he has like he's very skilled so like that's part of it too I think like when you're creating comedy when you're when you're doing this like it's it's never in a vacuum like right it's yeah. just very few people can do anything alone and uh <laughs> and I, yeah. think, I think that's really I think that's great that you have this partnership and like that you you 
are utilizing what you have at you know in your immediate oh no, i appreciate yeah. that yeah. i thought here's a resource boyfriend no yeah. um, no but it's true i mean i think it's important you know like it in it you know pandemic or no uh take it take advantage of of resources not referring to people as resources like in in that you know I, right i don't i don't appreciate and this is part of the issue i have with networking that makes it difficult for me sometimes is that i don't like to make people feel and i don't like to feel as though there's a transaction happening or um mm. that there's that there's like i guess a what can I get out of this kind of, and I've met so many people like that in my time in LA and that, that can be, that can be really draining uh, because we're all still people and we all still, you know, we, we all still have feelings and, 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 and layers to us. And <laughs> I well, had I'm a really point. glad you circled back to uh, the networking thing because that was something that I'd wanted to follow up on. Like what, sure. like because you'd brought that up twice earlier, and I suck at networking. And I think it's for the reason that you just described because I feel like if someone's talking to me and I can tell that there is an ulterior motive, I sort mm -hmm. of shut down, and yeah. I worry about doing that to other people, so I just don't engage. Yeah, I, 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 I can so relate, relate to I can relate to that yeah. too. Yeah, you know. I've I've had interactions that yeah that there is that like oh you just want something from me that can feel mm -hmm. really that can feel a little bit that can feel disheartening to not feel like you're being seen as like a as a person and so that's part of why I don't I don't overly engage in general yeah. and also too yeah. it'll make me doubt what I'm making it'll make me doubt if if I'm you know the the validity of what i'm doing just because i'm not commenting as much or just because i'm not doing these these things that uh i think understandably some people treat as just just as much of a necessity as making the video content yeah, yeah. um i'd like that that can cause a lot of anxiety just seeing like a, a lot of content that people yes. are making and and if you're going through something or we're all going through something right and we're going through this feed and we're like, how is this person still making stuff right? Like, how is this person like just doing a photo shoot right now? Like the world's falling apart, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot to, there's a lot to grapple. Like we have all of, we're like, every time we open these apps, we have all of our mental and emotional projections and everything. And, and so, you know, while I'm saying, hey, I made two videos a week, you know, not everybody can do that or not everybody like should do that like and it's not always even been good for my mental health even to be pushing it you know yeah so there's 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 gray in all of it it's not black and white like just follow this for like i've tried to kind of follow a formula the formula just being like making a couple videos a week but um well, you and know, it that, sounds like you yeah. really like kind of felt out what would work for you and yeah. what you mm. were able to do, like pushing yourself, but still like within the bounds of what you felt like you could do and were able to do. And I think that that is just like, I think, yeah, it's different yeah. for everyone. Kind of totally. like, kind of like being an athlete or like, or just like going to the gym. It sounds like it's like, you know, you're doing it because you like, you need to, you need to do this. You need to create uh to, to feel like 
okay you know like hey this is yeah. who i am i create i am a performer i make people laugh i entertain and this is how i'm going to go about doing it and yeah i i don't know uh i i totally admire your self-awareness of <laughs> you know, oh, like of what's like what works for, like what's been working for you because it definitely has like um right. and i feel like it has because of the fact that you're like you you aren't trying to like like you are but you aren't your like goal isn't like hey get the followers your like goal is to like make something that you think is funny yeah that's that's thank you um it's it's like it I'm shows it's, it's authentic i appreciate that yeah. i thank you i you know yeah. i i really um again like i'm not i i've never been you know the 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 cool kid before pre-internet post-internet i'm just not that good at being like a social butterfly or whatever um but i think that showing up and for me just trying to make the best thing i can make in the space that i'm in at that moment whatever yeah. it is whether it's you know it's going to be the the girl who haunts me or i'm just doing um or doing gensaki or just i just need to practice some voices or something and and uh, the idea is that eventually, you know, I I will feel that I'm improving, and I think I have in this past year. And and even if I'm not like uh, uh, millions or whatever, you know, blue check mark, all the all these other like baro these barometers of success that you know the internet like wants us to to take. And it's like I still feel proud of what I have to show for myself, and it has led to positive opportunities in spite of not being like a, a you know a, a a top 10 comedian to watch on vulture or whatever you know right. which is i mean Yet. a lot of that too <laughs> all, all, <laughs> oh yeah we, we hit something we're, there yeah. yeah we're like yet yet um, yeah oh hey. no, you will you will be like you like it's like it's fun to interview like people like you right now because like like I know in one year it, things are gonna be like things are gonna be in a different position in like a very positive way and you can you can see it you can yeah. predict it or you're like Dang. yeah you're gonna you're gonna be that person you're gonna I like be, how you think yeah you're gonna be performing <laughs> cool. like you're gonna be a new face of JFL yeah like, it's, absolutely. those are the things that I'm, I'm like trying, yeah. I see these things are going to happen for you like you're going to at the very least get a like a callback for Lauren on SNL like I'm like these things I know <laughs> like, I appreciate Nikki that Nikki is cool. a savant I'm like yeah like, <laughs> okay yeah I, be, I, I believe you I love that <laughs> <laughs> like, I like I like all the stuff you said and I believe you <laughs> that is fine that is hey, fine. Hey, let's um let's switch gears and like let's talk about how you got into this. Like what um like what was your what was your childhood like? Your family? Where sure. did you grow up? Those were three questions. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a it's it's like uh just just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, so the story of my life. Um I was well, so I was born in Sacramento. Uh, we moved oh. downstate. Um, you know, my my parents divorced when I was ex extremely young, uh, and so my mom and and her uh, her uh, much older boyfriend raised my sister and I in Rancho Cucamonga for a significant amount of time. Then she got 
remarried to someone else and um you know more or less there was just a little bit of it's kind of like past the babies going on with the <laughs> with the parents for a little bit um uh, eventually though i i went to community college out in rancho cucamonga and i uh transferred to ucla and you know during the, the whole time as i was growing up i always wanted to i knew i always wanted to act i knew i always wanted to do like music i was a big musical theater nerd growing yeah. up um i always loved to sing um i did i was like kind of like a rushmore kid in school i did like every extracurricular mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah when i when i was doing i was doing a lot of community theater i remember taking like a little improv workshop in my hometown and I it was the most terrifying thing in the world <laughs> um I also thought the teacher was really annoying and arrogant and I never had that experience ever again uh, <laughs> and you know I I was like uh it, it, a big thing for me was like I wanted to finish college but I didn't I also didn't have any like academic like major academic aspirations other than I needed to prove that I could finish college mm -hmm. so um I eventually I transferred to UCLA and simultaneously you know I was um still wanting to do comedy I'd been looking at the major schools out in LA, you know, at the time IO was still open. I was looking at Groundlings and all that. And um, I was I was dating a guy who was doing uh, a lot of improv at the time too. And he was like, oh, you should audition for Groundlings. I'll audition with you. You know, I think he, I think he just wanted to audition for Groundlings. But um, mm -hmm. then I ended up getting into their program and I very slowly went through their improv program where you know it's like oh if you you take a class whatever level you're at those results expire after a year i would wait until like right up to that year mark to take the next le like i i know people who blasted through the groundlings program um within months or like a few years it took me 10 and i took oh, my wow. time yeah I'm, I, I was i'm not like a naturally i don't know like it, 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 funny is super subjective, right? That's like yeah. a big thing. Like we, we, whatever you heard from one UCB teacher to the next or whatever, anywhere, like they all have a different idea of what funny is. And that affects your class experience. And uh, I also, I've always had anxiety issues, social anxiety issues and uh, performance confidence issues. And I, you know, I went, so I went very slowly through that program. And then I also, you know, I dabbled with UCB and I, you know, I, I eventually started doing stuff at the pack and um, you know, I, had, I had no hard goals when I came to LA. And that's another reason why I think I've, I've spent as much time out here as I have. I've been embarrassed about the, the length of time here. It's just it's a, a, a joke. I think that like a lot of people has like, like lying about how long they've been in LA. I think at a certain point, like- How, how long have you been out here? I have been out here for a decade. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, I I feel that hard. I like just had my eleventh anniversary of living in. Oh, LA. you said a happy happy anniversary yeah, to thank you. Thank you. And I think you. I saw you said you you booked you booked a commercial yeah, too, like, and that's badass. Yeah, I was like yeah. shooting a commercial, and I was like, hell yeah, yeah, I'm finally doing it. But it was like, I had like like my first major commercial that I shot was only like last like last November, and it was like. I was like, oh, cool. I'm only like, 
I've been out here for so long, just like chugging away, enjoying creating and like doing mm-hmm. comedy without any sort of focus or like intention. And now yeah. like only within the last like three, three years have I started to have any intentions. Uh, so it's, it's, it's actually really, totally. like, it's super affirming to hear you say the same because I really admire you and I think you're super That's talented really and I'm like, cool. All right. Like, right. I'm right there with Legit. you. Like, yeah. No, same. Decade and like, just like, we're on the, we're on the same page, girl. Like yeah. I, like I see us, as, I see us as equals. We're like, we're like all the three, we're like, we're contemporaries, yes. you know? And, and it's, um. And it's also like to give to give us some more credit too. Like yeah. it's been a uh, a very weird, at times exciting, at times very frustrating, um, evolving decade for comedy. Yes. You know, like moving out here, the biggest internet people were like, like Jenna Marbles, and like it was yeah. there was no like no POV comedy like thing really, or like like. Um, a lot of the power was in the big institutions, you know, and there was yes. sort of a, a, an, an unspoken trajectory. And then once you even gone into those places, a lot of those spaces were, were sort of preoccupied with their own alumni connections from other subsets of universities and schools. Yes. And it's like, oh, you go to UCB. It's like, oh, half of you are from like NYU and like Groundlings. Oh, like a bunch of you are from Emerson or like, you know, it's like there's there was sort of an unspoken kind of trajectory that people were taking. And I think in this past decade, there are people who've been kind of breaking that system, reinstalling others. The internet became a huge thing. And, you know, whether we like it or not, you know, the al- the algorithm <laughs> has become uh, a bigger contributing factor than ever. Um, as far Which as- Which feels both like freeing and limiting. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, absolutely. It's a double-edged sword that there is this, um, It. I don't want to call it democratic because we just talked about how there is sort of a lot of jerry-rigging that people do in the system. The, the networking, which is mm-hmm. the, you know, the private chats and the sending each other, con- like boost my content or this, you know, there's a lot of boosting and there's a lot of that element that happens how do we get, uh, on the internet now. That? How do we do that? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> we're going to get into... Um, uh, we're going to ask you the same questions we ask all of our guests uh, for a segment that we call These Are Five Things. Okay, first question. Um, what's your biggest influence? My biggest influence? At, oh, it's such an open-ended question. I know. Mm-hmm. It, can be a, it can be a who, like one of, you know, somebody in your family, uh, a, a person you've seen on TV. It could be it drugs. Could, it could I'm be. Kidding. It could I'm be. Uh, yes. Now, um, you know, I, oh man, I want to say early on, it was probably watching like late, late night. I say late night, like 11 o'clock, which is like, er, like, which is my new seven o'clock now. Like uh, <laughs> I used to watch, you know, on ABC family, they'd play like at 11 o'clock. They'd play whose line is it anyway? Reruns. Yeah. Um, and I saw that they have all of them. I believe it's on HBO Max, and I was like reliving all of that. And some of that stuff didn't age as well as I had remembered it <laughs> as a kid. But I, I will definitely give Whose Line a, a tremendous amount of credit, just in in that they were, you know, it was three to four. There's always that rotating like one to two 
people, um, but they were doing things on the spot. And it and that was probably one of my first like initial tastes of improv. And um, not again, I don't consider myself like it. Like I have done improv. I had to do improv to, to get to Sunday, you know, um, but it's, in, in, in so much that like just watching the fun that they were having with each other was a big was a big influence. I would also say a more recent big influence is like when I would watch um, like at UCB the Midnight Show specifically. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching shows where that was one of the first instances of watching like a live show of a group of people putting something on together where it was like, oh, these people are like this is what it looks like when you have like collaborative friendships like coming together you know Fr- friendship um, friendships might be a strong word for them <laughs> maybe, yeah you know it's like i mean there's, all, just, oh, there's always kidding. like <laughs> i mean i mean there's always like back history with people yeah. and like i and i certainly i learned that that the hard way too but like as like a new newbie coming to la and going to see some of like the strongest like shows that I'd seen at some of these institutions, you know, UCB and Groundlings specifically, I would see like, wow, like at least from that outside perspective and boys have been a learning experience, a learning curve since, but like I would see, oh, like, is this the goal to like have fun with your friends and also be great? Like, I don't know, like (laughs) there was like a, I guess we say, you asked influence and I think it's like, it was a, both a positive and a negative influence to see people coming together, making art together, you know, and there's everything again, what you're, what you're projecting onto it. And for me as someone who was always very, I didn't have a lot of friends. Grow, I still don't have a lot of like, like close friends now. Like I'm a very, uh, like just a really anxious person. And so like watching people, you know, just being goofy together was always influential to me like anytime I would see two or more actors breaking on SNL together there's like a a specifically the influence of watching shared like comedy shared camaraderie between people like doing something together um that had a huge influence on for better and for worse because you know that that led me into some very toxic collaborations that led me into some really sure. you know I certainly had some um I had some negative experiences come from this idealization of what I thought live comedy should be mm-hmm. you know or what sketch comedy should be but by the same token I don't have any I don't have any regrets for that feeling that that gave me. I don't. I don't think it's wrong to aspire for for an ideal at the yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah. There's also egos. There's also conflict. Just even just the basic act of trying to get three or more people together at the same time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I admire I admire oh. you you ladies just even having as many time frames that I could pay. Like you like really gave me so many options for us to even have this. You know, oh, I think it's uh, like we're both 
fairly unemployed at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it pretty Lucky. easy. <laughs> pretty easy. Well, that's ending. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Anyways, oh, it's your job man. hiring. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So question number two, because yeah. I forgot we were doing this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. What, best and worst experiences in comedy? Oh, man. Um, let's see. Best experiences... Uh, almost every time I've performed my character Misty, mm-hmm. has, that's oh, been a really yeah. fun experience live because um, she is a character... And this is probably one of the best pieces of, of just comedy advice character comedy advice I ever got was from a teacher at Groundlings who said that I like like your your characters should your your best characters will come from a place of love mm-hmm. you know yeah. like we see a lot of people who do like characters and they're, they're, some of them are so funny they'll do characters where they're playing like the worst person and they're doing it so funny um, but even then when you think about it the ones that really work have an understanding of being in that point of view of the person like where they feel they are that there's like a there's an inherent like empathy whether they would even admit to it or want to say like oh like I wouldn't want to say oh I like let's say you watch like a really fire like Marjorie Taylor Greene impression or something and you were like oh my gosh she's awful like you know like or like a but the, to to really nail something like that you know there's like an inherent like empathy right and so yeah um, with Misty, I found that to be a very satisfying character creation because that actually was based off of an exp- like uh, uh, a dating experience I had where I had spent the night at a guy's place and I I really really liked him, but I didn't. The whole time we were dating, I never felt like he actually really liked me that much, mm-hmm. and it made me it it made me sort of feel like, gosh, how. How must he perceive us think I'm like really annoying or really clingy mm-hmm. or really whiny or this or that. And I thought about all of those things coming together and at the same time and so and Misty was sort of born from a combination of all of these like oh outside perceptions of like what this worst this nightmare like girl the next morning, but she also is very self-assured and she's someone who like actually loves herself too like when you as, as you watch her um and i i i guess my my point being like i i've always really enjoyed playing her because there's a lot of joy yeah. and i really i really connect with someone who who has these very transparent sort of visible flaws but still loves themselves anyway yeah. um that's mm-hmm. probably been some of the best com- one of the, that was probably one of the best comedy experiences. Every time I performed her, and I've done her uh, now, I've done her. I done her at not too shabby. The first time was she was totally improvised. Then I scripted her and did her at the pack, and then I um, then I wrote her into a fully formed sketch at the Groundlings, and then I made a we did a Scully helped me shoot a video for uh, my first SNL tape and then I did her for my my JFL callback this year and I think why she's always done so well is that she is like a very like 
she is a joyous character in, yeah. in spite of her messiness, you know, or because of her messiness, you know. Yeah. Um, and I really identify with that. So, sorry, that's the first half of the answer to your question. <laughs> uh, it was like 20 minutes. <laughs> um, I think the worst was when I did one of my first Sunday company shows. I did a character, and this was a, a lesson on just like different comedic tastes and just how subjective comedy is and how one theater, there's like one vibe and another theater is a different vibe, right? Yeah. And um, there's this character that I had written a sketch and done at the pack and uh, done a you know modified version of it at UCB that I'd done really well, whereas this woman who just like refuses to order anything other than a burrito in an Italian restaurant. and. I did that in one of my first Sunday company shows and it was, it went so badly that, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what, what was done to the space time continuum, the, the, the vacuous space between myself and the audience, <sighs> um, which is why n knowing and tasting and experiencing like public failure is important because like, if anything, it's like, well, now I know what the worst thing that could happen is. is <laughs> yeah. The worst thing that can happen is three to five minutes of silence with a polite chuckle that is unsure because it doesn't know where the joke is. <laughs> and I, had, I had a few of those in the audience where they're like, ha, 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 hmm. And then the sketch just ended. Um, so I would say that was probably the worst experience. Was that that was the the first, at least on the Groundling stage, that was my first experience of like bombing so badly. And I had bombed at UCB, I bombed at the Pack, but like particularly there, it felt like the stakes were so high, and I yeah. just gotten into the company, and um, I felt like it was early on too. So I was like trying to establish my footing. I needed to, I felt like I needed to prove that I deserved to be there as much as the other 15 members of the company. Um, yeah. And just coming to terms with that. But it was also, it was a positive because it, 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 then I, now I know how that feels yeah. and I won't be as scared, you know, the next time it happens. And it didn't, and that didn't happen again. I, you know, I had some unsuccessful sketches for sure after that, but like, that feeling once you confront it is it, it you did it you, know? <laughs> so, you failed yay, yay. <laughs> so um uh, so there's that okay well third question uh hype up a friend like maybe somebody you'd like to see us interview on here oh my gosh um let's see well uh Scully is a comedy girl, so you know, <laughs> should uh, no, no. Um, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. If you, I don't know. Had you had you guys already uh, 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 interviewed Caitlin uh, from Thunderdog or Caitlin? Oh Linden? no, no, we haven't interviewed Caitlin yet. I know she's done some really fun. She's done some really fun videos, and she's she. She like did some clowning in France recently. She's I just find it's very it's always very fun to talk about comedy with her like because I feel like she she every time I've I've checked in with her it's very refreshing to be reminded because like especially with the groundling stuff and all the 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 rules and the the way things should be done and 
And what I've what, what I've enjoyed when I've watched some of her videos and when I've watched her perform live is that she doesn't she 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 uh, she she doesn't care as much sometimes i feel like she's just she's just like willingly like just throwing spaghetti and there's like a freeness that i i have a lot of admiration for so you know i uh shout out to her and also you know i just for, watched a for our viewers uh or listeners oh, yeah. wow viewers um uh, viewing with my ears uh caitlin <laughs> linden okay caitlin okay yeah yeah, yeah. caitlin linden go. Yes, Caitlin Linden. She's great. Um, so, uh, I'll, you know, just uh, and another Thunderdog shout out. Actually, I just watched um, a video of Gretchen Burton's um, a couple days ago or so. She did like a really funny Jeopardy video uh, on Twitter that I saw, and then I saw another one this morning. It's like this really funny bit in like a steakhouse, and and it's just it's refreshing to see again with with the internet just what can be done it's not it doesn't have to be this perfect celebrity impression it doesn't have to be this like clean you know polished like thing and I and I appreciate that about about the two of them specifically because I think that it it's they're not only just they're not only both very funny but there is like a, a freeing quality to seeing things not being done in that perfectly polished regimented way if you will um yeah there's there's uh i i could keep going those are just the first two that popped in my head because i just i just saw them uh like couple videos of theirs recently so yeah yeah awesome uh both the thunderdog alumni yeah yeah Yeah. you guys were you guys were a great team and you were on the team and and, i missed that team that was a fun team to be on you guys you guys i always enjoyed watching you guys so yeah a good time uh most of the time right like yeah sure there's always drama right there's always drama yeah uh all right question number four oh okay uh, what is something that you haven't yet had the opportunity to do in your career that you are excited to do? What's something that you're like, okay, this is something I really want to do? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, I mean, there's definitely like, I would love to, to audition in person for SNL. For, I'd love to do JFL. You know, like there's a very like kind of like basic and the, I say the basic like it's oh it's so basic it's not it's it, these are difficult things you know um but they would be very cool I would also very much just love to uh put up a half hour show of material you know whether it was solo or it was a combination of solo and sketch material that's an experience I haven't had yet that I would love you know just just all just my stuff um and gosh i mean kind of making up as as we go along you know but um i would love to to have an ongoing live uh, interactive I, I love interactive characters i did one recently uh, at a show that was really fun this like a reiki cleanser who uh couldn't afford the crystals so she uses eggs and i just think like it's so fun to get to play with people again you know like i mean with the pandemic being what it is and whatnot it's 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 been it's you know that's it's a tall order to ask for that but i would love to be having more experiences like that where i can be connecting with people live so yeah 
Hmm. Yeah, nice. There you go. Nice. Okay, our final question. Yes. Uh, you've already given us quite a bit of advice, uh, but what is your best piece of advice that you would like to impart to our listeners about doing comedy, oh, whether they're starting out or currently in it? Just that, you know, I guess I'm going to be a broken record about this, but letting yourself fail publicly is very important. I think, you know, just getting that feeling so that you're not afraid of, of experiencing that because it's going to happen at some point eventually if you're, if you're, if you're trying, you know, and also I think, I think it contributes to a certain degree to, to authenticity. I guess that's a more of a perception thing than anything, but, um, you know, practice putting yourself out there and just trying to, I mean, I can't, I can't say don't judge what you do because like that, that would be me trying to tell you to turn off your brain. Like that's not going to happen. Like you're going to judge what you do. And there's an element of that that actually is helpful because it helps you grow and learn. But yeah, my number one piece of advice is to embrace failure uh, as as a grow as a growth opportunity. Awesome. So. Yeah, I think that is yeah just so incredibly valuable, and it's something that like I think even when you know it is easy to forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and it's easy to 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 avoid it too, right? Like I yeah. still I still am a, a, a avoiding trying to do new things sometimes just because. I worry that oh if I'm doing too many videos that are not that are not strong or if I'm failing too much people are going to tune out and it's you know I'm going to uh I'm going to be lost in the shuffle again and it's yeah. like well you just have to embrace that that may be something that happens and eventually you'll find your way back you know yeah that's great thank you so much cool. Thank Thank you you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Chelsea. It was really good to like see you. Likewise, this is super delightful. I feel I'm really honored because I I, I think your your ladies podcast is is great. And um, yeah, I really I I really like the I mean, we're talking about consistency. I think that it's it it really shows the consistency of of what you're both doing as well so you know (laughs) even though we missed last week last week oh my gosh we went from like bi-week well we were technically bi-weekly which was also code for just like whenever we had an episode to release (laughs) yeah and then now we're like weekly and we're working really hard to maintain weekly and i'm like it's hard yeah i have moments where i'm like oh i'm i'm wiped man i just need a i need a week yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's fair i mean shoot so chelsea um we can okay so we've already mentioned this at the top but i'm just gonna repeat it we can catch your uh your twitter and your instagram chelsea the pope and your tiktok is chelsea underscore pope right oh and uh, again your podcast is called a breath of fresh movie yeah. uh she hosts it with victoria harley who is also a very funny uh comedian oh yeah in her own b- big right. shout out to her like i should have shouted her out earlier actually i'm, I'm uh Victoria and I, we were on a sketch team at the pack together and, and she's doing really great things with the podcast. I'm having so much fun talking with her every week about yeah. movies. She's very, very smart. Um, I'm a, I'm a, a, I'm a, a Victoria Harley. Yeah. I'm a Victoria Harley fan. I yeah. think she's really funny too. Yeah, she's yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. She's great. I look forward to, to more coming from her over time, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Sweet. Awesome. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much again for being here. Uh, This was freaking dope. Yeah, super dope. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I I used to see Chelsea all the time because Scully and I were on a sketch team together. Um, I have not seen her in person. I wasn't kidding. It's been like two years. It seems so long. Yeah. It is so, so long. Um, but that was great. I feel, I feel pretty energized from, from talking to her, uh, and like her consistency, like that is, you know, I feel we've been hearing that. I feel like over and over again about how important consistency is and like doing what you love to do, like what you think is funny, really being true and authentic to, to you and not worrying about like what other people are doing it's so easier said than done but it's it's really cool to talk to chelsea and like hear it from somebody who's like hey it this is working you know i'm yeah. not spending my time trying to like do these things that will help bump up my videos i'm spending my time and energy making the videos i'm that's what i'm creating the actual comedy and yeah. i should do that more because i think i've been getting sucked into the social media a little much you know i um I, it was really encouraging to hear her say that like you can like attain success in those spheres without doing that aspect yes. of it just because i struggle with that i tried i like I was like, I had this like moment of like, I'm gonna use our podcast uh, Instagram to like really hype up other people and try to put things out. I reposted exactly one story from Teresa Lee about her <laughs> GoFundMe and did nothing else. Yeah. But it was like in a moment of real motivation to be like, I should be using our our Instagram to like do this. So I logged into it, did that, and was like, okay, I'll do another one tomorrow. And then it just you know like yeah, it just life life. Life gets in the way. Um, Slash my other personal Instagram, which I spend way too much time on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's cool. It's cool. We're doing it. Chelsea's doing it. I can't wait to see what she uh, what she's got going on next. And um, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Speaking of what's going on next, hey, you like podcasts? You must, because you've been listening to this one. <laughs> Killing these transitions. Oh, I loved that. I'm keeping every <laughs> second of that. That was so good. Uh, uh, but if you did like this podcast, we uh, we appreciate your support. If you can go on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us, uh, subscribe. We are still uh, having our raffle. I think we're going to do like another two weeks uh, yeah, yeah. while I figure out how to see who the new raiders and reviewers and subscribers are so that I can create the raffle around that. I will figure that out. Uh, but we are going to do a giveaway of Madison Shepard's comedy album, Good Night Silver Lake Lounge, um, which again, rate, review, subscribe, and you will be automatically entered into the raffle to receive a free copy of that comedy album. Whoop, whoop. And... Uh, otherwise please go on the patreon for period podcast network check out period podcast network subscribe to the other podcasts it is awesome go on our patreon go to our website to find out more about what we're doing here um and we appreciate your support yeah thank you keep crushing it (laughs) (laughs) i love a good pun Comedy Girl Crush was created by Nikki Urban, is edited by Kate Siegel, is produced by Kate Siegel, Mackenzie Mazel, and the Period Podcast Network. Our music is by Rena Hunter, and our artwork is by Ariel Alter. 